0: Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas.
1: Today's guest is Elaine Benstead, CEO of Zoo's SA. She chats with Simone about animal welfare, social media and the intersection between charity and the corporate world. Okay,
0: so today joining me on the Seriously Social podcast is Elaine Benstead, CEO of Zoo's Assay. Elaine, maybe we can start um, just with the Cliff Notes version of how we find you here today and what Zoo's Assay is up to. I know it's a big topic but let's see if we can get the first 10 seconds of it yeah,
1: so zoo south australia is a conservation charity we run two zoos mm-hmm. in south australia adelaide zoo second oldest zoo in australia and one of the smallest yeah. and then Minato safari park which is fairly new and by far and away the largest so yeah. two totally different experiences but at our heart we're a conservation organization yeah and um, you've created some amazing experiences
0: uh, out at Monado one of the things that I'm really fascinated by is you really have reinvented you know what zoos are all about to a degree with um, a lot of the initiatives that you've put in place Uh, what has really driven that change for you guys
1: look I mean I started the zoo in 2012 Mm -hmm. uh, and I wasn't from a zoo background I was the chief executive of TAFE which is vocational education Mm -hmm. so And zoos, conservation and education is really what our focus is about connecting people. So we developed what we call our master plan and it was really how do we deliver our mission, which is connecting people with nature and saving species from extinction. And we asked the question, what changes do we need to make to be better at our mission? So how do we connect more people and therefore how can we save more species? And that's really dictated the changes that we've put in place so you know Minato, one example that everyone loves is lions 360 mm. which sort of reverses the, the zoo context in that yeah. the people are in the cage yeah. and the lions are in 11 hectares and they can choose do they want to interact and they usually do because yeah. people smell good to them yeah um, and they'll be around and they'll be on top mm-hmm. and it's it's always trying to design things that are really good from an animal welfare point mm. of view. So it's always the animal's choice if they yeah. want to interact and it's about connecting people and creating a wow mm-hmm. and then at the same time raising more money for conservation. So everyone who does that Lions 360 experience is helping contribute money that we send to Africa okay. to the Zambian Carnival yeah. Program. So we're helping our Lions wild partners. Oh, so, so that's the sort of philosophy we've tried yeah. to apply to everything that we do is it good for animals good for people yeah. and good for conservation and unless it meets the sweet spot and does all of those
0: we yeah. keep tweaking
1: it until it does
0: no that makes sense so i think um you know 2020 was an interesting year for business every yep. business yep um <laughs> But you know you have all of the you have a team of amazing volunteers and mm-hmm. you have paid staff obviously yep. and overheads and I'm guessing that you had all of your revenue disappear overnight during lockdown as well
1: yeah, it was um certainly i've I've been working for about forty years, and the last twelve months has been the hardest twelve months I've ever done, yeah, because literally revenue stopped the mm. bulk of our revenue comes from our visitors or our members events, weddings, mm-hmm. all of those yeah. things that stopped. But most of our expenditure keeps Mm. going. So it's not like you close a restaurant and, yes, your revenue stops, but you stop buying food. Yeah. We had to keep buying Buying food. And we had to keep paying half of our staff Mm -hmm. because even though we weren't getting visitors, the animal care had to continue. Mm. So we were closed for three months, um, which was not easy. Mm. Uh, We stood down half our staff on no pay. Yeah. Luckily, in Australia, the government introduced JobKeeper. care. Yeah, you know, while it might not have been perfect, I tell you what, no one was complaining <laughs> no. about it or got it. Um, so that became a bit of a lifeline, and then there was some extra government funding mm-hmm. that helped support animal feed and veterinary costs. Oh, so
0: yeah.
1: we always knew that at least our animal care was going to continue, mm-hmm. and I know I sit on a number of global committees, and that wasn't the case with zoos around the world. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, while it was incredibly challenging and still is, is, Um, at least we knew that the animal care was going to be able to continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, As a leader holding a team of people together that Mm -hmm. are actual human beings... what was your biggest challenge? You know, going through that entire process because I know for me it was an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. of, like you said, standing people down, standing them back up, and these are people that you work with every day. What was the biggest challenge for you?
1: Oh, there's so many. So many. Um, I do joke. We actually just recently celebrated, celebrated, but we did. We yeah. had a barbecue um, to mark the twelve months since that day yeah. we closed, and I was sort of recounting some of the emotional roller coaster because mm. it was. And you're doing it all on very little sleep. I think mm. for sort of probably a month, I was averaging two or three hours yeah. at night because you're just trying to recut the numbers in a way that works, works but it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter how many times you do it, it didn't that. Mm. And yes, they're, they're people who are passionate and, and to give some credit, you know, we stood down half our staff on no pay, yeah. wouldn't let them access their leave entitlements yeah. because it was for us about preserving cash yeah. so that we could make sure the animal care was going to continue mm-hmm. because that was before we'd secured yeah. the government funding. And then a lot of other staff, we reduced their hours, mm-hmm. managers reduced their pay, but probably worked more hours. Yeah. And there wasn't one complaint. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they knew Mm. that animal care had to come first, yeah. and so they just got on. And, yeah, so you, you do feel the weight of responsibility mm. when you're negotiating with governments to try and get the funding. I, yeah. I know exactly how important it is, Yeah, and luckily we were able to do that and then eventually bring staff back. And we always said there was four things that we wanted to achieve. Mm. One was making sure the zoo survived yeah. long term. One was keeping everybody's jobs. One was making sure animal welfare and our conservation didn't Mm -hmm. suffer. And the fourth was making sure that our key master plan development at Monato, which was just on the cusp of going ahead, we wanted to make sure that that continued. So 12 months on, we can say we've achieved those four. That's fantastic. We say looking forward the next 12 months because we're still under Mm. a lot of restrictions, um, those four aims still continue. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Uh, If you were a... Or, oh, sorry, more importantly, if you're talking to business owners or people who are passionate about uh, animal conservation and supporting some of the fantastic mm-hmm. initiatives that are happening, um, what are the best ways that we can help you to achieve those goals ongoing around, you know, maintaining employment and development
1: and all those things? Yeah, look, I think if, it, if it's about businesses wanting to help, mm-hmm. was that the yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a whole range of ways. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of corporate partners and they yeah. range from little small corporate partners who provide what we call contra. So yeah. it might be providing mushrooms to okay. us, which we yeah. feed to the animals, saves us buying mushrooms yep. ourselves, okay. and we in return give benefits to that company. Mm-hmm. They might hold their Christmas party at the zoo. Mm-hmm. We waive the higher fee, the fee you know, yeah. et etc. Or they can be cash or they can just be bring your staff and host your Christmas event our Mm. venue we have people do corporate volunteering Uh, so we can do some team building and go shovel rhino poo for a day or something you know
0: actually one of the really good initiatives i saw you guys do you could purchase poo or purchase a card whatever it was that was our brown
1: thursday that's it yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean i've got to say my team are fabulous and then uh it has been just about drive as much revenue yeah. as possible. And obviously we haven't been able to drive that in all the normal ways, mm-hmm. certainly when you were closed. But even when we were open, we were on 20% capacity, then yeah. 50%. And so it was driving and everyone has Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to joke, well, what do we have lots of? And all zoos have lots of poo. (laughs) And so we did a Brown Thursday. And we always knew it actually probably wouldn't raise a lot of money. Yeah. But it would get some media breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And then we could promote our actual Black Friday, Uh which was membership sales and hander experiences Mm -hmm. and things like that. And that's exactly what happened because you could buy gift cards of either the Family friendly version. Or, yeah. And it was just, I give a crap about conservation. Yeah. And, yeah. It was a bit of fun, a bit of lighthearted, yeah. but it was getting a serious message.
0: Absolutely. I think um, there was a business that started, um, not here in Australia, but uh, he launched a business where you could order an envelope of glitter sent to your enemies. Like, so it cost yeah. you $10 or something, mm-hmm. he manually packed an envelope full of glitter so that when they opened it, glitter went everywhere. And I, I remember when I saw the Brown Thursday stuff, I'm like, that's very close to, like, mm-hmm. who is it that's upset you this week? Send them. We, <laughs> we did
1: have running in parallel with our own Brown Thursday gift cards, the opportunity that you could nominate someone to show up. Oh, that's shit. right. Yeah. <laughs> and and they had, people had to give their reason Yeah, um, for, and we, we did ask people, keep it lighthearted. Mm. We didn't really want it to be, but it was quite funny. Yeah, um, Absolutely.
0: Uh, What, um, more importantly, your team of creative people that get to come up with all of these ideas, it's not a massive team, is it? Because I think sometimes people look at a zoo or something and have a perception that you have, you know,
1: teams of 15 and 20 people doing all this stuff. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) Um, And I think because we're a conservation charity, we're a not-for-profit. So, no, I think just about every team we've got, and I sometimes joke and sort of thank how, I'm doing public presentations yeah. up to the board and I'll say, I oh, thank to our finance team, and everybody thinks it's this massive team who've yeah. now done, I think, version 33 of the budget. Yeah. And it's literally Darren and Ian mm. and me, and the marketing team is the same and the yeah. IT team is the same. It's, it's usually one or two. Um, yeah. But they're creative and they're all individually passionate mm. about conservation and what we do. And because we're not government, we we do have a little bit more licence to be Creative um, yeah. and can push the boundary perhaps a little bit more than um, some government, and we can and that's in not just marketing but also in things like sponsorships. yeah, you know? I, I can just sit with business owners and try and work out a deal. Yeah, it's going to work for them and work for me, and I've got a fair amount of flexibility mm-hmm. in how we do that. So we can drive a really good bargain. we we're always on the hunt to get things. For free whether it's old lift cable, which you okay, know, once a yeah. lift has gone up and down so many oh, times, it course. needs to be repurposed. Yeah, it makes really good rhino fencing. Yeah, um, we get old uh, steel when they rip up railroad tracks. Yeah, um, so we're always on the lookout for anything that we can do and opportunities, yeah. and we can be pretty creative. So,
0: really, it's no different to most businesses out there because whether it's a start-up business or a semi-well-established forget the big global businesses yep. that have bottomless
1: pits of money but they can give you some of that that well, would be okay write to mark zuckerberg and ask for yeah. a donation he, you. he hasn't replied yet no. because we were caught up do you remember when there was the, all the you media got, yeah. we got shut down yeah we're so a conservation exactly. organization mm. we're nothing to do with media yeah. we're the only zoos in australia that got somehow oh you were the only one that got caught mm. up in yeah and it took Six days to get mm-hmm. back online, and for us, with at any time, our social media is really critical because yeah. we don't have a big marketing budget. But during COVID, when all expenditure's gone, really, yeah. social media is important. So, yeah. Yeah, I did uh, give a few suggestions of how he might want Be to able help to our work. Well, you
0: know, it's funny you say that because in the um, news gate, shall we call mm-hmm. it? Um, likewise, we had some. So the Duke Brunswick's Facebook page got blacklisted um, and shut down. It's just a little pub, like it's not that exciting. Um, and uh, But, you know, the local bar, literally like 50 metres up the street, they could still use Facebook. Yeah. And then um, one of our clients, Pest Control Company, got There was some weird
1: algorithm. We couldn't work yeah. out what the algorithm was, but... Um,
0: um, yeah, it took... What, what I found most amusing is because we have direct conversations with Facebook reps because social media, mm-hmm. okay, we're dealing yep. with it all day. So um, they're like, oh, it's okay, you can still advertise. I'm like, that's great, yes. So you'd still like to take our money, so you want me to pay <laughs> and create the things to go in front of the people, but I can't and talk to can the people them. that actually want to talk to me. Yep. And it was just, it was a very
1: interesting Forty-eight hours, and the true. the pub took a week and a half to come back yeah. online, and I was furious. Yes, and then I think we just got back online, and then somebody created a fake Instagram, mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. site, yeah, um, things in the Safari Park site, and was trying to scam our followers, and, um, follow us, and it took us days to try and get to get it, it shut wound. down. Yeah. yeah. Can be really like it's such a maze because you can't just walk down the street to their Adelaide head office no. and have the conversation. Well, we were trying with that. <laughs> we were trying at all different times, thinking time zone differences. Yeah. So we had people at three in the morning trying to make contact. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, really. Um, and you know the hacking thing's a big thing now. And, and getting bigger.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have so we I've had the social media agency for eight years. It's never. Been massive in terms of like um, volume of calls mm-hmm. from people going, I've been hacked and lost access to X, Y, and Z. But in the last probably six months, we would average two or three calls a week from people who aren't clients, uh, you know, going, someone's hacked my Facebook mm-hmm. and I've lost my Facebook page. I've lost my Instagram account. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's because they've got one, and so they kind of know how the platform works, but they don't have two factor authentication enabled. Mm-hmm. They might not be using Facebook Business Manager yeah. to own everything, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, there's no guarantees that you yeah. get it back. Uh-huh. You know, so I think one of the things that it drove was what other marketing assets did we have? Mm-hmm you know,
1: like email newsletters and websites that we own. And I think we pretty much, and we did have that conversation. Yeah. We have it regularly about the share of our owned media. Yeah. Um, and and we're, we're very lucky that we've got a never-ending tap of engaging mm. content. Um, yeah. So we can, we do own a lot of our own channels and we yeah. do, you know, fortnightly news to all of our members. Yeah. And then we, you know, we do live weather cross with all the TV stations. And I think even during covid I think the media wanted our content mm. even more. Yeah. Because people can only Absorbed so much doom and gloom, yeah. and at that stage you had what was happening in the US, mm-hmm. and then you had all the COVID stories. So, you know, if they wanted a, a story about how our keeping staff were trying to keep our animals engaged and yeah. enriched while they weren't having any visitors, yeah, you know, a, a sort of it was a great toy story. car zooming yeah. around chasing for meerkats to be entertained. Yeah, everyone loved that story. So, no, we do absolutely. have content that we can easily use.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think um, it's a really good point to finish on. Is um, you know, about making the most of all of the opportunities that you have in business and life. Yeah. And it, I think also comes down to what COVID taught me was um, the more business friends you have, uh, the more likely you are to weather the storm. So I would absolutely yeah. um, encourage any business owners in South Australia or business owners with a national footprint that want to be involved in local conservation to
1: reach out. And, and to get engaged and keep those relationships when it's not in a crisis. like. Yeah. For me, you know, I've been in the role for over eight mm. years, and I, I do have regular conversations. We're not a government zoo, but I regularly feed information and talk to the premier and the treasurer yeah. and Department of Environment, et cetera, et cetera. So I had all of their contacts, and, mm. and they know me, they trust me. Yeah, trying to create those sort of relationships in a time of crisis, it's too late. Yeah, it is. So you need to start and play the long game yeah. with those relationships from a business point of view, and get as many friends as possible. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then draw on them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, Elaine, thanks very much for joining Thank me you. today. Uh, if you do want to find a way to support say, it sounds like all you need to do is reach out and talk about what you have to offer. Um, and that's a conversation
1: that everyone can have. Any donations for your tax deductible? There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Seriously Social. Check our website for the latest news, show notes, and for details about Simone's latest book, Confident Networker.
0: You'll find us at socialmediaaok.com.au slash podcast.